Hi there, and welcome back to another riveting episode of The Bald and the Beautiful. <laughs> Today, Do I have to shave my head? <laughs> no, no, because listen, for the first time in B&B herstory, <laughs> bald and beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, not just two bald uglies. We well, got I, bald am, I am bold from... Here down. No, 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 no. We're, this is we're just we're talking just about the this. head bold. I would like to direct your attention to the full, gorgeous, luscious, healthy head of hair. <laughs> Did you go to <laughs> Turkey by chance? <laughs> Are you Do I look about like that? a Barbie doll? <laughs> wait, have you? Have, wait, have you gone on TikTok and typed in turkey teeth? Oh boy, I can see the hours melting away from my it's life already. People who have gone to Turkey to For get the veneers. Yeah, yeah, but like. It's not pretty. It's like not what? cute. They're horse teeth, giant teeth. Giant or like they, they like file them down. And sometimes there's like dentists who are like, this is not what you do where they like file down each tooth to a peg and then they put like the veneers over the top. And I thank God, Jesus, whatever, Allah, who, you know, Bob. Hope, <laughs> no one. Like, no one. Yeah. <laughs> that like, I just, for some reason, the teeth were not mm. a problem for me. And I had braces mm. because I had those veneers. There's something evil. I had orthodontics. Did you have orthodontics? Like I had headgear. It was like a jock strap and like yes. a bull bar out the front. I didn't wear the bands. headgear because I thought it was it a shows. little too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. We can tell. But I didn't want to take my braces off. Oh, because you loved them? Oh, I loved them. I couldn't wait to get them on and I couldn't wait. I didn't want to take them off. It was the 90s with a yeah. status symbol. It wasn't a, st- it was a rite of passage. Yeah. It was like, this is what you do at this. I was the right place at the right time. Mm. <laughs> like such a sense of like comfort and conformity and belonging. Yes. It was like, you get your driver's license world. at 16, you get your braces at 12. <laughs> yeah. And from 12 to what or whatever, I was just like, oh, and they would tighten them at the, the yeah. and they and would hurt. Did you ever, did you have, mine was like old school orthodontist. Elastics? No, mine was oh. like wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd like wrap metal. the wire, metal, and then they'd be like the spiky bits and it would stab the inside of your mouth. Oh, absolutely. And then they would attach elastics from the bottom, yep. the top to the bottom. And then sometimes they would snap in your mouth. Oh, thrilling. Gen Z doesn't know what they're missing they with their sure? Invisalign. Wait, is that what they're doing? Yeah, they don't do, do they do? I've seen people with they, braces. They do metal braces. They well, do. do you know what my kind of, it's a semi kink. Adults with braces. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Well, my aunt, who I'm not, that's not my king. <laughs> my, not my king. She got braces as an adult. And um, and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Mm. Like like actual real life years old. braces. Yeah. Like metal braces, yeah. metal, the whole thing. And how would you sexy. feel about an adult getting like the colored elastics on their teeth? Is it no, a little that infantile? Is totally twee. <laughs> yeah. They might as well be wearing a diaper. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just I don't a, know. a mouthful of silver is kind of hot. I think it's so hot, especially if they have like gray hair yeah. and like a job. You know what you want to do? You want to find the person who's got kind of janky teeth, who's about to get braces and like. That's where you marry on the bottom floor. Okay, and it's a good three-year marriage. A good three-year marriage. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You got to wait until the braces are off, and then you get to enjoy the glory years. No, no, no. I was, once the braces come off, oh, it's the, a wrap. The appeal's gone. <laughs> yeah. huh. But then they've Could got a imagine? lovely like. Well, then they move on to another person. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who has a fetish for nice teeth. Well, imagine if you had a fetish for the infirm. 
you know? <laughs> and then they got firm and yeah. then you're like sorry yes yeah, it's, it's a transitional like you have a, a series of wonderful transitional relationships like i love i'm only attracted to guys with broken legs you know? <laughs> it's a temporary <laughs> three months like three, it's hot for three months you hang out at the hospital okay so you are from i was just in australia yes you're here yes what the fuck is up with that so we have planes now. It's the way the world works. Like ships in the night. We, I always, I don't like how somehow our schedules, I mean, our schedules are aligning right now. Well, I'm you here. have one and I don't. That's the weird thing. A schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, I like fart around every once in a while, but I don't really travel much anymore. I don't travel much anymore and I like it. I mean, I've just been traveling for the last six weeks, but that's been for enjoyment. Not traveling for, for enjoyment is not sullied by the, the traveling... Oh. It's, it, it, I tell you, it does take a minute to get over it. The whole lead up to this trip, I was feeling that like, oh God, like airports and bags yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, especially going to the UK, like suitcases, oh, hallways, fuck. corners, no elevators. And you have one going through TSA um, in, anywhere in the UK. Mm. Oh, right. This one milliliter of mouthwash <laughs> yeah. is going to blow up the whole plane. <laughs> yeah. Definitely detain me for 15 minutes. It's like crazy. Yeah. But I did have all of that sort of like pre-trip anxiety mm. of, I mean, no, it wasn't crippling. It wasn't like, oh, but yeah. I did think, oh, am I doing this for enjoyment? Then I got to Lisbon. I was in Lisbon for a week Lisbon. with my friends Alex and Ronnie, and we just had like a lovely time. Then I went to the UK for like a week to do a bunch of gigs and some meetings. Then I went to Berlin, which I was performing at Pride, but that was like Do you like for Berlin? Fun. I have mixed... A mixed relationship with it. Okay. It, it it often feels like the world ended and we had to reassemble society based on what we had laying around. Okay. <laughs> like East Berlin is like that. Okay. But I've been there like five times and every time I'm like, this is the time. Like Berlin is so cool. It's so edgy. I'm so cool and so edgy. Obviously, I'm going to fall in love with Berlin. Berlin's going to fall in love with me. Yeah. And then it was the Sunday after Pride, I woke up and I was like, you know what? Maybe Berlin's just not for me. And I thought, I'm gonna go see the Barbie movie and get a burger. And I walked to the cinema. I asked the lady for the ticket. The next movie wasn't for three hours. And I was like, I'll go to another cinema. And a friend from Australia who was in Berlin texted and said, we're going to horse meat disco, you should come. And I was like, horse meat disco. All right. And I went and had the night of my life. Oh, you and did? I was like, oh, I you... love Berlin. Oh, she fell in love <laughs> with Berlin. That's great. I've had fun times there, but it's more Wait, like- is that at Bergheim? No. Uh, no, this was, uh, I think it was called Prince Charles, but Horsemeat Disco is such a good party. It happens in like New it York and LA. It happens in LA, LA and, as well, yeah. I think, yeah. But they play disco. Like oh, they play like Donna Summer, Diana Ross. There's a very, like maybe one of the gayest moments of my life is when they're playing uh, It's Raining Men. Okay. And we were in, like, the dance floor is, like, it used to be a pool. And so, like, everyone's on the dance floor, which is the bottom of the pool. I'm dancing and It's Raining Men starts. And at first I'm like, oh, this is, this is, I've always found It's Raining Men a bit on the nose. <laughs> it's it's like little. what straight people play when they want <laughs> right. gayness. It's like the YMCA yeah, kind of. Like, you know, really? Like, really? Yeah. But in a, in a very queer space, it felt like. Like I was able to like heal those wounds and <laughs> dance it out. Get over your velvet rage. Yeah. But, but I would prefer that to rain on me. Oh. The current, you know what I mean? Because okay. that's it's controversial. That's, ha- hang on. Where? Padam? Padam. Are you okay with that? I'm, am I okay with it? Okay. I'm a, well, com- you just poo-pooed rain on me. So I had to check about Padam. Well, listen, Kylie Minogue 
is an untouchable, delightful angel sent straight from heaven. And she will do nothing. It's music except, from Australian ears. Except caress and cajole and inspire <laughs> <laughs> and lift up. And I love her so much. I she love- could She could sing anything. She could sing like... I fucked my husband <laughs> even though he was dead. You know, like whatever. And I would be like, yes, Kylie, you're really doing it. I love that despite being like one of the 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 greatest, most successful pop stars in the world, there's still something of like an underdog feel. Well, yeah, yeah, because I she think never, in the US. Yeah, she never really but when I listened to it, I uh, watched an interview with her a little while ago, you know, and she the the rude interviewer was kind of alluding to that fact that she never really made it in the US. And um, she was like, yeah, well, you know, touring the U.S. is kind of, um, well, awful. <laughs> you know, and I was like, Steve. like, it's like, oh, you never hit a big here. So you don't you you don't get the pleasure of going to Arkansas, um, Tennessee, Mobile. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, Selena, Kansas. Oh, no, Kylie, what are you going to do? A Vegas residency. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it was like, yeah, who fucking cares. Plus, it's like so wonderful to see somebody like. Um, you know, she's what, in her 50s? 55, I think. In yeah. this, her 17th I recall album. being at her 50th birthday. That's right. You do, you have, yeah. you have, she's five foot tall, right? Yeah. Teeny, tiny, teeny. Yeah, teeny, tiny. Well, Perfectly you, proportioned in every way. What do you think about her um, jacking my whole swag for the, for the, um, <laughs> the music video? Oh, I thought yeah. that was a little ballsy. <laughs> I did see those memes. People were like, this is just Katya. Yeah, my friend like, Macy oh, yeah, Ryan was like, so I loved, I loved your new music video. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, I did invent the color red. You did, yeah. But I, I love it. She's um, she's definitely featuring a facelift of some sort. You know, she's a woman of a certain age. Who knows? And it's, it's working. Yeah, it's working. And it's just like, she's just got that coffee cup. Doesn't mean anything. It's like <laughs> sliding a coffee cup around yeah. in a diner. Yeah, Americana. Is that, that what it is? That, I think so. I think I see that music video is like nodding to uh, like a like a relatable budgeted Americana kind of okay. like we're in a diner we're, now we're in a car yeah yeah and then we're, we're in a hotel we're in a hotel they're all very like American tropes like a motel a motel it wasn't yeah, a hotel it <clears throat> definitely was a motel yeah it's all red yeah <laughs> How did I love it. Um, Rain the, on me, horsemeat disco, Berlin. So you fell in love. Do you love. want to see how far back I can go? Yeah, you, you got it. Berlin, traveling. So, How'd you feel about traveling? Uh, here we are together. You were just yes. in Australia. Oh I'm here. God. Why weren't we there? Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Do we want to pick up on any of those threads or just keep no, spiraling? No, I think we want to go. I, well, so you fell in love in Berlin. It's concentric finally. circles, I think, conversation. I think so. It's not a straight line. No. Mama, time is a flat circle. Yeah. No, not concentric. What do you call it when it spirals? Um, a spiral? S- spirally? Yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Berlin, you finally fell in love with Berlin. Yes, but I feel like the reason that I fell in love with Berlin was so superficial. It's because like I was making out with a hot boy all night on the dance floor, like I fell in love and like had great time. And you're I was gay. Like, well, I moved to Bondi. Will he move to Bondi? Will I move to Berlin? Oh God. And then something happened during the night and like it was over. And I was like, it's okay. Pick yourself up, girl. Go find someone else. There's plenty of men at this party. And yeah, yeah. I did. Um, and then and then I left and now I feel like I have, like, I planted all of these seeds. Okay. And now I need to go back to germinate them. You gotta, yeah, you have to um, get to go reap. Yeah, I got to go reap what I reap sowed. Halari. Halari. <laughs> oh, if you say R-N-R in an American accent. Okay, do it now. Like, is it? R-N-R. Did you hear it? Say it again. R-N-R. R-N-R. <laughs> that was like, rise up rise lights. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. Like razor blades, yeah. rise up lights. I think that is so cool. R and R, R Like I've, I've no, I've, t- I've showed you that video of my friend Katie. Who's like, welcome to Bingor. <laughs> to me, it is bad, but it's so, it's the funniest thing ever. It's like, um, if, uh, if you're here for Bingor, stay. <laughs> you're in the right place. Oh God. But is it like, uh, is it? A, have you been following this Drag Race Down Under show at all? I started watching the first episode okay. and I unfortunately was unable to complete watching it. <laughs> That's a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> for, a certain, uh, for, for reasons beyond my control, I was yeah. not able to complete the series. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. I won't tell you what the reasons were. I, oh, have God. you put it on? I've, I'm, having, I'm hitting a wall with Drag Race. Uh, yeah, We've, we've reached saturation point. Oh, I think we reached it a while ago. Yeah. Once it started becoming like, and I'm not complaining. No. I'm not complaining. Listen, I think it's great that we have McDonald's in Africa, in Asia, <laughs> and everywhere. You know? How do they feel about it though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We have to ask them. <laughs> but um, we never will. No. But like, I just can't keep up with it all. And I feel bad because I go on these gigs and like I meet these meet queens the who are like on this on the show or maybe like really, and I'm like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It's fascinating examine the, the, examining the psychology between the like social structures and the, the, the parasocial structures of like drag race interconnectedness of like the franchise the and the franchise. sisterhood and the. It, it's like the, it's a sisterhood of the traveling franchises. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, but same. I'm grateful that like Iceland and Brazil and Belgium is and there all Iceland? these. I think so. My, is maybe there I Angola? There's Not probably it's Drag coming. Race Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, it's probably coming down. The, wow. But I love that all of those regions have an opportunity for the queens in their regions sure. to like, I'm just, I'm just glad I was on season six of the US one. <laughs> Seriously, Mary, I think like, I'm so grateful because I think that your season six was the, the end. Mm. <laughs> 
And then Seven was like, you know, when the monster like lurches up for one last little like thing at the end of the horror movie? That was Seven. And then Eight was just, I don't even know, from Eight on. Yeah. Um, and because it was like, I think Bianca killed Drag Race. It was sort of like, when you're at the top, where else are you going to go? Down. Yeah. <laughs> That's what season seven was like. A, you know, get those, um, you grease up one of those sli- um, metal uh, slides and uh, take it down the ski hill. <laughs> a, yeah. No, but um, it was like a reset. I, I, I remember Did you reading... watch season seven? Yeah. You did? I've watched them all. Every I've wa- one. I've watched all the American ones and up all of the date, all like stars. Up to date, like up to 15? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Alaska and Willem don't believe that I've ever watched Drag Race in my life, but I, I really have. Okay. Um, but I was reading a book. I think it was Popism. I don't know if it was by Andy Warhol or if it was about Andy Warhol, but it was about that era of like Andy Warhol and the factory yeah. and New York yeah. and the 90s and the no, 80s, no, 70s. 70s. Anyway, whenever up. it was, okay. I really paid attention. Um, and I remember reading it thinking... I wonder when, like, the next, like, great sort of queer artistic era will be. Right. And then I was like, oh, maybe maybe we're, we're actually in. in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, like drag race and the, the proliferation of drag globally. Like, we can, we can remember what it was like, well, <laughs> just a few years ago, but I guess 16 years ago. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Fuck. I moved to LA in 2010, and I think maybe... Season three hadn't gone to air yet, but we all knew Raja had won. Right. And um, it was like this like new. Yeah, because by season three, it was it was getting somewhere. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, have I told you about when Rue sent me an email? So it was like 2009. I was doing beauty advertorials on Australian morning television for sheer cover <laughs> mineral makeup. <laughs> Of course you were. We're not wearing nothing. Wearing nothing. Just, just it's a, called cheer cover. A, a pussycat wig. Just a, <laughs> oh my god. And I had like a, a a bunch of, and this is like a pre, essentially a pre drag race era, like season two. Uh-huh. And so I sent, uh, I sent, I had RuPaul's email. Why did I have RuPaul? RuPaul's email used to be on like RuPaul.com Dot com, back sure. in the year two thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. and three, and it was like RuPaul at RuPaul.com. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I hacked the mainframe. And so I sent an email to that address and then Rue replied. Now it was on an, it was like on my old Hotmail account. So I don't have this email anymore. So I can only like. Let me guess. Listen up, you honky bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But what I realized, I never realized at the time it was written in Australian. Because you know how she loves. Oh, she lo- Oh my God. She loves to uh, dip into her, her toes into the local flavor. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's like, like, hello, governor. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and so. What did she say? It was G'day. Like, it was like, g'day, Courtney. I think you're the bee's knees. Um, I'm real keen for you to blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she said, I love what you're doing. Like, she, she knew who I was, I think maybe from Idol. And she said that I love what you're doing. And she said, I've, I've just... I've just started doing this uh, show called Drag Race. And if it's successful, it will give me the cachet I need to be able to start like a, um, she wanted to do like a drag band, like a live singing drag band. I swear that I'm not making this up, but as I'm saying it, it sounds so unbelievable. I, I think they're gonna be like <laughs> fracking empire in, in Wyoming now. That, that came true. <laughs> um, and she, she said she wanted to start a drag band and. 
it was like, and of course you would be the lead singer. I swear to God, this is what she said. I need to like contact I, someone at Hotmail. Who wants yeah. Hotmail now? Microsoft? Uh, Apple. Apple? Do they? Microsoft. Microsoft. Okay. <laughs> Somebody get... Uh, yes. Um, uh, my, uh, Mike at Microsoft, please, <laughs> would you uh, get right on that? Thank you. Um, yeah. And I... I that is insane. I had forgotten about that. This is tea. Right? This is this tea. This is actually like... And it was this lovely email and it was just like, so it was also like one of those, you know, Rue is an icon. Did she sign it love Rue or like Ruth Paul or? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, that's so fierce. What was the band name? Uh, that we didn't get into that. I can't remember if it was like a, she wanted to do a, a show to create a band. Mm. Maybe it was like another like, like live singing drag band show kind of thing. Mm. I think. She, I mean, she, uh, Wee Wee Paul, I think was one of the name of her yeah. bands. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I I remember you from I became aware of you way before Drag Race from MySpace. Oh, MySpace, wow. and I was like, that was that, I MySpace famous? I absolutely. And I never knew? You must have been me and Jeffrey Star and Miss Fame. I uh, oh, Miss Fame. Yes, because she was famous before the show with her YouTube. Um, is she old enough to be on MySpace? She's yes, she's old enough to hey, be. Hey Siri, my, how old is Miss Fame? I, I would say she's 40, 40 years old. Miss Fame is thirty eight years hmm, old. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. 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 Um, or YouTube or whatever. Um, yeah, but I was like, I remember thinking like, oh, I, I didn't want to go to LA. Mm -hmm. I wanted to move to New York. But I was like, oh, this girl in LA, she's really, really pretty. What's her deal? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, I was like, oh, she's going to be such a bitch. She's going to be such a bitch. And look, you're just like a delightful oh, sunshine. No, 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 oh, you. I'm oh, talking me? about you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. thank you. So, I mean. Well, when I, when I first moved to LA, Willem had like heard about me from like Raya and the other girls and mm. had uh, had and and was threatened. I was gonna say, was there was there like mean girl friction? <laughs> she asked me to when Detox went away to film Drag Race, which we called Summer Camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she asked me to fill in for a DWV gig at Wet in Chicago, oh, God. and on one condition that I had to wear brown hair. <laughs> And a mustache. And <laughs> <No. laughs> be from sitting behind the curtain. <laughs> so I had, You're like, kidding me. I had a, 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 brown a hair in chocolate star, is it called? With the oh my thing came back. And it was me, Vicky, and Willem, me in a brown wig. I mean, listen, I, you are one of the most gorgeous drag queens <laughs> in the world. However, a brunette, you are not. <laughs> well, I would we say. don't know. Well, I think we know. I, I feel like I want to like... I feel like I'd do a redhead era before I did a brunette era. Of course, you do or black even Ooh. jet black, but Ooh. brown, brown. I did brown. wear brown hair once in like the year two thousand and one. It was the most boring night of my life. And you also Fran Drescher for the oh, snatch yeah. game. That was yeah. a brunette moment. Yeah, but it's just like it's I it's, it's a head scratcher for me a lot of times. It's like, yeah, why are we playing a character? Are we trying to do the princess or the princess diaries where we're like we're ugly because we have glasses on and then we take the glasses? Are off we being brunette phobic? No, not at all. Because Alyssa Edwards, for example, uh -huh. natural works. brunette, yeah, beautiful. Roxy Andrews, brunette. Yeah, you know, it just, it works for some people. Me, I look like a dog, hmm. like a dog. <laughs> if I have brown hair, it's just so strange. Like a dog. You're a blonde, or yeah, just a blonde. Have you done a red? Have you tipped? I've done red. I've done black. Um, I've done it all. But brown is the real. If I'm wearing a brown wig, you should call the police. Oh, okay. You know, it's like. <laughs> It's not good. Um, 
So wait, you moved here. They did you wear the brown wig they on stage? They made me wear the brown wig. You did wear I did it. it. What would yeah. it look like? Uh, fine. Actually, there's a video on YouTube <laughs> of the three of us because the we'll heat finished late and the flight was early and we decided it would be a great idea to fly in drag. And so Vicky Willem and I going through TSA. Oh and what then, is wrong? How? and it was also like connecting flight. What? So we like got they out of drag that? on the plane and got off in, I don't know, Atlanta or wherever the connection was through. But so they let you, they'd look at your ID and then see this yeah. thing and, and they'd they, be like, okay. They like scanned us. I, I think they like patted down Willem's hair. Like, okay. sorry. Check the rise of lights. So ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what year is this? 2010, 11, I'd My say. God, I don't think they knew about trans people yet. No, they didn't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Damn. It was a simpler time. And then they just let you go through, no problem. Yeah. And we got on the plane and got out of drag on the plane in economy, like in the chair, like trying to like take oh off God. makeup and that like going to the bathroom on the plane to like <laughs> rinse. And it worked. You fully, fully de-dragged on the plane. Yeah. Do people hate you? No, I think no. it was like, it was like a long flight at night and the lights were off and okay. like, we weren't being like, Oh, well, you weren't being like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> surprisingly, was, you weren't doing, there's a stranger in my house. <laughs> what makes a oh, man, a man. If I, if I was on a plane, especially like a business class overnight and there was a drag show, I would kill myself. <laughs> I would kill myself. You would just I'd reach like, for that emergency yeah, hat yes, and we're all going down. <laughs> this is a bridge to first libraries with children, now airplanes. Oh it. God. Is in Australia, I noticed that like, there was some protests at the drag expo oh, that we wow. did. But they had a huge police presence, like huh. just in as a precaution, uh -huh. like a barricade. And I don't even know what happened with the protests. Like, you know, people protesting the fact that they think drag queens are groomers and all that, yeah. which of course we are. <laughs> but like- <laughs> Very what, well groomed. Um, but by and large, isn't Australia like, or at least Melbourne and Sydney, like very gay? Yeah, it's Very really interesting family. because the conversation around drag and grooming, and I think that also like then extends to like trans people and sport and bathrooms and whatever else. Oh, it's God, all, yeah. in Australia, it's all, I think, spoken with an American accent. What do you mean by that? It's sort of something that's been imported from the US. Oh. And it's not, I think most Australians, even like our conservative, um, like Fox News, it's called yeah, Sky yeah. News. What's um, it called? Sky News. Sky News. When I, so um, I was on a, a TV show called Play School Storytime, which is like a kid's, like a, an institution play school. And they have Storytime, which is like a spin off where somebody reads a book and they yeah. have lots of different people reading a lovely book to children. And it's the ABC. It's like um, publicly funded, like very considered. There's mm -hmm. nothing like salacious. Huge or opportunity for grooming. <laughs> well, Jeez. I read this lovely book yeah. uh, on, and this was sort of before the Drag Queen Storytime uh, thing had really kicked off. Right. And um, I had been on the previous year, it was like a show called Little Kids Big Questions, where they had like uh, a, a First Nations person and like a bunch of kids mm. asking like questions about First Nations culture, or a person in a wheelchair and them talking about mm. their experience and different like just different facets of society, having conversations with kids. And I did one that was like, had millions of views. It was so well received. It was so adorable. Mm. No one ever said 
anything. But then a year later, and this sort of thing started to spark off. And I was at a 10 day silent Vipassana meditation retreat in the Blue Mountains. Grooming. When, <laughs> when a senator held up a like laser jet printout of me <laughs> and asked, uh, why is the ABC using government money to groom children? And oh in the Senate estimates, there's a uh, like a privilege that exists where they can say slanderous things or uh, defamatory things with privilege and, oh. and it's fine. Okay. Um, but even like the Sky News, like the, like the Fox News of, of Australia was like, what is this guy talking about? Like, this is ridiculous. No we all need to move on. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, because I, I saw the thing and evolved. I was like them talking about it and I watched it and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. He's like, this was a lovely show. Courtney read this book that was completely appropriate. It was very sweet. I'd be happy if my kids watched it sort of thing. And I was like, oh. Are you telling me that there's evolved conservative news outlets out there? <sighs> like, it, uh, or that the exhibit evolved behavior at certain times? At certain times, <laughs> yeah. on certain subjects. I mean, honestly, like, mama, who gives a shit? Uh, the, also the bathroom thing, oh. marry the bath, leave, leave it alone. Well, they, they just, what they've been trying, they've been poking around trying to find what works for yeah. a while. And they finally worked out drag queens and story time and sport, trans people in sport. They're like, oh, here's where we can like really divide yeah. the well, nation. <laughs> the sport thing really gets tough because people are so, I mean, sports is such a huge industry yeah. and it's so serious yeah i mean do you ever watch like american football games where the coaches are on the sidelines with their they have like wow. veins bulging they're screaming and like they look like they're about to have an aneurysm yeah it's like so uh, serious but and they've like, worked they've worked out that there's these few issues that will polarize us mm. and there aren't easy answers and they are difficult conversations right. and in order the thing about those polarizing conversations is that they reduce it to just two sides. Yeah. So everything on the other side is wrong. Right. And so having the ability to be able to hold more than one truth in your head at, at one time is what's required. And so when we're focused on um, what we disagree on, we're forgetting everything that we actually do agree on. And so I'm always interested, like, I think the people at the top probably know exactly what they're doing and that they're using these wedge issues to divide people. But then right. the people are like, yeah, mm. that's right. And they haven't really thought about it. But yeah. then I want to know, like, if we could just take, say, sport, story time, yeah. bathrooms off the table and say, like, well, what do we agree, agree on? Do we agree that, you know, trans people exist? Do we agree that people express gender differently? Mm -hmm. Do we agree that they should be allowed to? Yeah. And, like, try and work on, like, the, the complementarity of... Is that um, a real word? It is a real okay. word. It's the opposite of polarization. It's this idea that, like, the, the opposite of polarization are the things that complement each other gotcha. and that we agree on. Okay. Um, and I just think, like, we need to get back to that. Like, we need to start talking about, well, what do we agree on? Because... Most, like, marriage equality, it passed. The sky didn't cave in. Most people are down with the gays. Y2K happened. Yeah. Did, that didn't, I mean, I, I remember that going down. <laughs> Mum bought water and canned food. and <laughs> I was I was waiting for, like, I don't even know what. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no shit. Also, like, I mean, I think it's, uh, it, it's, it must be just a distraction from the fact that, like, you know, oh, in America we have no health care. Mm. You know, there's, um, there's, you can't, the, the cost of living is so sky high and then billionaires don't pay taxes, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's fucking- Climate change, reproductive rights. You know. Well, that's the thing. Also like, 
are you a boy or a girl? Yeah. You're like, I, there was a clip of um, one of these conservative pundit women talking about the trans activist De, De, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh-huh. She's like, she's not a girl. She doesn't have boobs. And it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, this is like schoolyard talk. Yeah, yeah. Like the level of it, um, discourse is like on the maybe second, third grade yeah. recess yeah. level. It's yeah. like, what are you talking about? She doesn't have a rack on her. How could she be a girl? This is crazy. It's like, oh my God. Well, and, and I think that's in a weird way why queer people are here to save the world because we're here to disassemble <sighs> the binary system and conversation around gender. Let me ask you this though. Mm. So the gender binary. Mm. Speak. <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you for or, <laughs> for, for or against? I think that there's like obviously biological realities. Mm. And I think that there is then sociological realities, mm. which is that gender exists in many ways. Like I always think if I could like talk to like this, the straight conservative man and be mm. like, yes, sir, <laughs> we both have penises. But do you really think that like we're the same? Because I'm sure in your mind, you see me as less than, you yeah. don't see me as masculine or a right. man. You see me as like some pathetic and like, let's go with that. Let's yeah. take that and extrapolate that because you see right there that gender is on a spectrum because you're more masculine and I'm not. Like if we were in the cave people times, I wouldn't be out killing the lions. I'd be picking berries with the women. Like we would be, it would be a meritocracy. Yeah, no, you'd be doing like um, silk trapeze or something yeah. like that. Or like, know, I'd be like modeling. the medicine. <laughs> the me- <laughs> Modeling. You might be swimsuit modeling. Swimsuit modeling. swimsuit modeling. Yeah, back then. (laughs) But I I think like, if you think about, if you look around the world, right? I mean, I know this is like, it was like flogging a dead horse, this conversation, but I try to think of like other ways to talk to conservative people, like to, to help them prove what they're saying is true in service of our experience. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, we're like, you're this big masculine man. I'm not. Yeah. So therefore we have a spectrum. Yeah. So let's like expand that out. Let's plot the manliest man to the most, I guess, feminine man, if we had to choose a word and the most feminine woman and to the most masculine woman. And I feel like that's a Venn diagram that actually crosses over. It's not like, I feel like the most feminine man is more feminine than the most masculine woman. Okay, <laughs> but also, it, of course, it depends on, to a degree, the arbitrary nature of how we characterize masculine well, and feminine. Absolutely, like, you know? she doesn't have a rack. Yeah, yeah, wear her fucking tits. Yeah. You know, like just because she's got double G's doesn't mean, you know, she might be uh, out there changing a tire yeah. with a, a buzz cut. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, so, it's just know? so reductive, the whole conversation about what we, and that's why I think like um, <laughs> all of this uh, queer identity is disrupting mm-hmm. what people have always afforded to be true. And I think we're now just, unfortunately suffering the fallout but i think that it's almost like a puberty like you know trans people go through like a second puberty i think the conversation around gender right now probably aided by social media and populist politics it's like one big puberty like the hormones are raging and we're all just like in the schoolyard saying dumb things and i i hope my hope is that in five or ten years we will have progressed to a place where maybe 10, 15 years, where society looks back and goes, oh, wow, queer people, there was something so feminist about trans and queer identity, and it really helped to um, not take away from what a woman is, but take away the expectation of how someone who has a vagina is supposed to behave and dress and act and eat and wear and all of that. And for men, I think men on the other side, 
are actually uh, sometimes it sounds like a, oh poor straight yeah. white oh, men. Oh no, men have problems too. No, but, but yeah. I think they're actually yeah, the ones who are suffering the well, not the most. Well, they have a burden. They have a burden. They have a burden. They created it. They created the cage. They inherited the it. The system created yeah. the cage. They're not personally aware of right. the cage. Yeah. And I think that working to disassemble that for them weirdly is. I think it's like my kink. And I mm. I've, I think I've discovered that through having sex with like straight identifying men in drag and sure. then psychoanalyzing them after they come. I did the same thing too, <laughs> if they were available for that, because sometimes they come and they just- And then they punch you in the back of the head and leave. <laughs> I had one vomit once. That's I some was, crying game shit. I know. I was- well, I, but, but, but why? I don't know. It was like, it was 2001. So you it, was, were it could have been- wig. <laughs> It could have been my fault. <laughs> Gel I didn't have lashes on. Invented yeah. yet. <laughs> I had wispies on at best. Oh, but, uh, and I was the top. And of course, he came and then he he Puked. looked at me, looked what in the mirror. Queen. We were in the bathroom, and he was over the bathroom sink. And then he just looked, and he got that look in his eye. And I was like, "Is he gonna punch me?" Or oh no! And then just vomited everywhere. And I sort of snuck out of the room, oh, put on a little bro. more lip liner. <laughs> And came back into the room and he's, he's, A, he started to, he tried to kiss me and I was like, did you brush your teeth? Okay. Did you goggle? This is such a man. This is such, such a, man. a man. Such a man. Such a man. Indulge my wildest taboo, then get so sickened by it that I throw up, <laughs> then get over that and then take my vomity lips and try to kiss. Oh. No, 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 no. Um, but you know, I think by the time that we have all this gender stuff kind of ironed out and smoothed over, climate change will be like, yeah. Y'all done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, so glad that y'all figured out men, women, and everything in between. Yeah. Here's this fucking tidal wave and y'all gonna drown. It does feel like a, like a, like a right hand don't look at what the left hand's doing kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Or I think maybe, were you the one who gave me the hand pointing at the moon? I didn't give you that. I probably told you about it. Cause I have used the that. The finger pointing at the, the moon. And yeah. I realized that you have to explain it whenever you say it. Cause I thought it was like a, a philosophy or an eth, uh, not an but ethos, but like, yeah. But when I say to people, you know, drag is like the, the hand pointing at the moon and they're like, <laughs> I'm like, but most people, instead of looking at where the, the finger is pointing, they just are looking at the, the hand uh-huh. and going like, wow, what a pretty hand in a uh-huh. wig. Uh-huh. And you're like, no, no, I'm yeah. pointing at something. Look yeah, at, yeah, look yeah. at that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, I think that that's the power of drag. And I, I that's why I do think that like, I think that where we've been, we, I think that like Black Lives Matter, Me Too, queer liberation are all really important movements that have been created to uplift uh, a people who have been oppressed by the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. But we haven't addressed the the source, which is like the. I mean, the we grooming. try to. We try oh, to sorry. disassemble the patriarchy, but. <laughs> um, and I think that like if we if we if we try in a weird way to like like get talk to men do you think you could get do you can you envision a world in which like i mean i'm thinking like it would be like a civil war russian revolution Uh type of scale yeah but i don't i mean you look at all these in in america anyways again i don't know but australia all it's like congress you know companies ceos it's all men yeah pilots all men it's all every it is a patriarchy it's all men 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 how do you dis- how do you practically dismantle that? Barbie Land. 
No. That's right. <laughs> we gotta get Greta Gerwig on the case. Did you like Barbie? I did. I did. You did. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I um. What about that Ken number? A little too long for me. A little too long. Yeah. We all agree on that. <laughs> um. And that is the conclusion of part one of my positively lovely and certainly scintillating conversation with Courtney. Tune in next week for part two, which promises to be even more sparkling, more interesting, and effervescent. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.